Hello and welcome to the Honest Youth Pastor Podcast. This is the Honest Youth Pastor. And I guess how this podcast is just going to go, with the natural flow of it, is anytime I get hashtag triggered, we're going to make a podcast. So the other day I was at a church and I had heard a sermon and it just, I don't want to say it set me off, but it just really annoyed me. And this is why. The sermon was so packed full of emotion that it lacked any theological and contextual integrity. So I don't have a problem at all with emotions being put into a sermon. In fact, I think if all a sermon is is just a repeating of theology, then it's not real good. It's going to be dry. I mean, for example, true story, I once went to like this fundamental Baptist church for about three, four months that at one point there was a guy that got up to guest speak, preach, I don't know what you would actually call it because he just, he straight up read from a commentary and it was the most awkward, dry situation I had ever sat through. Now, it wasn't that the theology was bad. The theology of the commentary that he was reading was solid. But he was, one, just reading it. And two, there was no emotion in it at all. So I don't want you to think that emotion in sermons are bad. Because it's not. I mean, it really helps connect to our personal experiences as human beings. We are emotional. You know, we are emotional people. But... If we let that override contextual and theology, then we've got a real problem. Now, there's a few examples I just want to point out that you may disagree with. I've found that the whole internet doesn't agree with me, and I don't know why, but y'all don't. But here's one of the examples that that, that just really popped out to me. So he was talking about uh, Jesus and Peter's conversation after Jesus had resurrected Uh, when they were on the beach. And Jesus asked Peter three times, does he love him? Now, contextually, if you fit that in the whole, you know, the whole story narrative of the Bible, uh, Peter had denied Jesus. Uh, You know, Jesus had been crucified, rose again. We have this conversation, uh, you know, where Jesus and Peter uh, patch things up. They talk. Jesus, you know, reaffirms, uh, you know, Peter. And then we go into Acts where the disciples go into hiding and then the Holy Spirit falls, and then we have, you know, this emboldenment of the disciples, especially Peter, to go out and preach. Uh, and in this sermon yesterday, uh, the pastor, you know, identified as this moment on the beach as Peter's turning point. Now, I know this seems so small, but hear me out. If we look at contextually what happens in the narrative Nothing really changes in Peter between, you know, him uh, denying Jesus and the beach, other than him and Jesus personally, the two of them patch things up. But it's not that Peter from this moment on is emboldened to go, you know, tell others about Jesus or preach the gospel. Uh, That doesn't happen until the Holy Spirit falls and then he is emboldened by the Holy Spirit. Now, I know you might think, well, that, that's probably what your pastor was saying. You just misunderstood him. Uh, no, I don't think I did. Because the pastor in this particular church uh, followed up almost immediately after with 
the uh, sentence that you know this is when Peter Peter's life changed and you know he knew that Jesus loved him and that Jesus needed him now again Jesus does need us uh, in the sense that uh, you know there are there needs to be mouthpieces to carry forth the gospel into the world uh, but he doesn't really I mean as far as need like oh I have to have you for things to happen uh, that's a whole different type of need and that's what the pastor was kind of referring to so there's two issues here that he was so emotionally driven that Peter uh, you know Jesus needed Peter and Jesus loved Peter and Jesus had to have Peter just like Jesus needs and loves and has to have us and he wants us to know him and it's not that those it's not that Jesus doesn't love us because he does and it's not that Jesus doesn't want us to be a part of the mission because he does but the emotion in the sermon was so driven and so you know deep that it, you, know, you know he has to have us and you know, he really loves us, and it's true, but we, we were, the pastor focused so hard on one point that he missed an even greater point just a few, you know, texts later in Acts, that the point could have been made that, you know, the Holy Spirit is the one that emboldened us, the Holy Spirit is the one that gives us these truths deep in our bones that Jesus loves us and that he has a work for us, and it's not just us that knows that. Because here's my fear. This is my fear when I left this sermon. Was that Peter would be, or not people, Peter, but people would be very emotionally driven uh, to be like, yes, Jesus does love me. And yes, I do have a part in his mission. And yes, he does need me. But then when something horrible happens or when they face some sort of oppression, they fall back because there isn't that Holy Spirit emboldenedness in them because they're trying to do it all on their own will and their own strength, which is where, I mean, I think that sermon falls apart, is that Peter, you can tell, in the Gospels, isn't emboldened from that moment on simply by the words that Jesus loves him and wants him to follow him. He's emboldened by the Holy Spirit later to go out and preach in front of people that could that, that he knows could kill him. He doesn't do that until the Holy Spirit comes and falls. So it's, <clears throat> I feel like, it wasn't the point was good, but the delivery within the context and within the theology of the passage was bad. Now, secondly, uh, probably the, well, it is the bigger issue I had with the sermon is that the pastor told this. Uh, I don't know if it would be a story or a legend of when how Peter was crucified upside down, but he told part of it that I had never heard before because I've heard the the idea that Peter was crucified upside down because he didn't want to be crucified like his savior so I think a lot of people have heard that story it's not in the bible but it's one of those uh, sort of legends of Christianity Uh, and I I might not be read up enough to know maybe it is like early church you know written in the early church document somewhere that this actually happened and that's my ignorance that is actually in there but he told this story where Peter was leaving Jerusalem and Jesus appeared to Peter and Peter said, Jesus, what are you doing? And Jesus said, hey, I'm going back to Jerusalem to be crucified again because, you know, Nero's crazy and uh, he's killing all the Christians. And Peter goes, no, no, I'll go and I'll die. And he turned back around and he went to Jerusalem and he got crucified upside down. And I thought, what kind of craziness is, what are you saying? First of all, I... I highly doubt that is anywhere 
anywhere but the internet, some stupid made-up story by somebody that wanted to, I don't know why it'd be there, but I'm sure it's there somewhere, but the theology, <laughs> it doesn't line up with theology with that we see within the Bible at all, it definitely doesn't line up with anything within the narrative, uh, something that big, you would have probably been there, uh, unless it's just totally false, so I mean, it's one of those things that... Uh, this is why this story that he told was the bigger issue than even the, you know, screwing up the, you know, theology and the context of the narrative. He told this story when it wasn't necessary. So I think sometimes pastors or, or speakers that speak tell stories that are very, like, they hit really hard emotionally. Uh, lots of times, they're, you know, the stories are stupid, but they hit really hard emotionally, but there's better stories that are actually in the Bible that would tell their point much better. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me why you would tell that story, which is, I would say, 100% false, probably. I mean, okay, we'll go 99% because I don't know everything. But, I mean, just it seems totally just out of, out of the box when you could tell the story of Peter actually in the text being emboldened by the Holy Spirit, being a changed man uh, because of the Holy Spirit from who, who he was when he denied Jesus, and how that emboldenedness from the Holy Spirit drove him to a life of ministry and even to death to die for Jesus because he knew because of the Holy Spirit that he was emboldened to do these sort of things. Like it just, there's better, truer stories to get your point across. So here's my, here's I guess the the, the point of this podcast, if you are a speaker or a pastor, please, for the love of the Savior you follow, be true to the context and the theology of, of what you believe. I know there's theology, there's a few different theologies within Christianity as far as like Arminian and Calvinism and whatnot. So obviously, your theology may not be my theology when it comes down to it, but at the end of the day, we both follow Jesus. So let's be true to Jesus and not use stupid stories that aren't in the Bible when we have better stories that are in the context of the Bible. Anyway, I'm sure y'all have had issues like this where you're sitting in church and something crazy like that happens. Um, But what I would encourage you to do is go to the text yourself, look up the context yourself, never just let the pastor dictate how you believe. There's a reason the pastor's up there to preach and enrich and to teach and make us better disciples. But we can't just say, well, he said it, so it must be true, because that's when you're going to get yourself in trouble. Thank you for listening to the Honest Youth Pastor podcast. This has been the Honest Youth Pastor. Check back next time for when I'm triggered. Talk to you later. Bye.